This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Oh, here we are. We're, you know, we are absolutely in the middle of the holidays. What a thrill. Not necessarily interested in even talking about that. I, the fact that I learned recently is something I want to share. I, I learned that blimps go about 50 miles an hour, which I, I feel like is actually a perfect speed for a blimp to go. I did find out also in my very light Google search that the Goodyear blimp goes 75 miles an hour, which feels too fast for a blimp to go. I I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I look, we're we're not two minutes into the podcast and you've already learned a fact and you could turn it off now and your life has been enriched. So who cares? I want to get to the guest. The guest is fantastic. Everyone loves the guest. It's Fortune Feimster. Fortune, Richard. welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm so happy to be here. You're already you're already giving us gifts with knowledge. <laughs> Look, that was you know I don't know. I guess I saw a blimp flying through the air, mm-hmm. and I thought it it seemed to be going an alarming speed. Yeah, but I guess about fifty miles an hour. But maybe it's because it was lower to to the ground than an airplane is, so it looked like it was, you know, in a hurry. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I guess I just haven't seen a blimp in a while. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of life are you living, Fortune, that you're not seeing blimps every day? I clearly am not going to enough sporting events. That's usually where (laughs) I see them. Um, So I need to get back rooting for a team. (laughs) You've got to pick a team and get rooting. (laughs) Yeah, I got to root. You know, you do see more blimps in Los Angeles than your typical city. True. That's because they have the Goodyear blimp that is stationed just past the airport on your way to Long Beach. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it uh, like on ground? I've seen it on ground. What? That's how I don't. That's why I don't know how fast it goes, because I only see it uh, (laughs) in its home base. (laughs) You will only look at the Goodyear blimp if it's stationary and grounded. That's right. (laughs) When you so when it is grounded, is it? And now I'm, you know, just kind of revealing an ig- a real blimp ignorance. <laughs> is the blimp, like, filled up when it's on the ground? 
yeah, it's it's in its full full state. <laughs> Wing, wings out. <laughs> I guess I don't understand how a blimp even works. Is it just always full of air, or do they have to like get the pump out and start pumping it up? I believe it is as is always. <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty sure. So it, it's not like a it's not like a hot air balloon where you have to puff out the um the the material <laughs> yeah the balloon it's right there it, in the title i believe i believe the blimp is like a stationary thing kind of, the walls are that's the you know their walls it's not like a helium right <laughs> a helium <laughs> blimp <laughs> so then how does the blimp lift off oh well in my knowledge of blimps um <laughs> Which is a lot. I know a lot about blimps. Uh, isn't there is is there fire at some point? I don't know. Is there I a feel motor? Like the fire is the hot air balloon. It, the fire is the hot air balloon. So maybe this is a motor. It, some sort of motor device, and then I guess I don't understand what the blimp portion even is there for. There's the little compartment underneath, which I assume holds about two to four people. Right. Well, now I wish I had bought a book on blimps and right if you given, were just studied up on you blimps. A, a blimp book <laughs> a, blimp, uh, a blimp on the radar <laughs> uh i assume you've never been in a blimp mm, no I, I can say i have not <laughs> i brought you on here to just give you a new goal ride in a blimp i, I would don't love know to if ride i would you would you, you would do it I don't know. Uh, I look, don't I'm know. not going to get on the Hindenburg, but uh, Goodyear, I, we don't hear about the Goodyear <laughs> blowing up that often. Well, I don't think that people went on the Hindenburg knowing it was going to be <laughs> the Hindenburg. You know what I mean? Like, they, no one went on the Titanic going, oh, get like, we're going to be a part of history in the wrong way. <laughs> but I'm sure on on both occasions, there was at least one person on both of those crafts that was like, oh, this is new. Yeah, for sure. This is something, I haven't tried something like this before. Yeah, let's sail across America. That sounds good. <laughs> and sink into the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. I don't even know if I would, I'm such a wuss now. I don't even know if I would go on a hot air balloon. I was supposed to go on a hot air balloon in college. A friend of mine, like her family has like a hot air balloon. You're kidding. And we went all the way to Kentucky to do this. And the the morning of liftoff, it was too windy. Oh, it got, it got canceled. So to me, that was a sign that that's it. No more hot air balloon. In Someone my future. Someone was watching out for you. Yeah. You, so the universe was protecting you in that The moment. blimps go in that category <sighs> for me. I think Why I'm good. I, like, Kentucky and New Mexico, to me, feel like the, the home of hot air balloons. Yeah, yeah. I, I the, agree. Both of those states feel very hot air balloon oriented. Maybe because there's lots of, like, flat areas. Right. And they're... Both kind Rolling. of also with Kentucky, you kind of imagine the Kentucky Derby, which is kind of colorful and fun. Right. New Mexico, you have turquoise scenery. Right, right. You've got turquoise <laughs> everywhere. You have to you have to float over all the turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to take in all of the turquoise. For sure. <laughs> I feel like a hot air balloon seems more dangerous to me than a blimp. 
Oh, I think so. Because I'm thinking, and now in hindsight, I'm thinking a blimp is a motor, not not fire. You know what I mean? So it's just like a really powerful motor, and then there's this balloon element that's always inflated. Mm-hmm. That kind of just eases things. I believe so. It, is it full of hydrogen? But I feel like that after the after the Hindenburg. We don't want to be filling these things with hydrogen anymore. I hope that there's some blimp experts listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> screaming, screaming at us. Screaming <laughs> at our ignorance of not knowing anything. 25% of my listeners are blimp freaks. I figured. I figured. Uh, <laughs> and I'm kind of trying to drive them away at this point. Just uh, I'm revealing my <laughs> the depths of my ignorance, and that's fine. Um, Fortune, you're from Charlotte. I'm fr- I'm technically from yeah from Belmont. It's a tiny town, just 20 minutes from Charlotte. Everyone says Charlotte because it's it's easy. Right. I mean, I'm I'm from outside of Salt Lake City, but I'm not going to tell people. Yeah. I, South Jordan. That makes no sense to anyone. So I just I've so, heard I've heard of South Jordan. That can't be true. I've heard of West Jordan. You have? Yeah. Where have you heard of it? It's near Salt Lake City, right? Right. But it's like a... There's a, there's a comedy club there. Oh, right. Uh, um, it's Wise it. Guys Wise has guys. one. Wise Guys has one downtown and in West Jordan. There you go. Wow, West Jordan. That's a re- that is a real poll, Utah. I have a lot of random Mormon knowledge from, you know uh my time and doing comedy in utah and also i knew a lot of mormons uh in college so you know i i did not realize you were from utah i am i am uh i would love to hear just one mormon fact you know mormon fact uh the angel moroni visited joseph smith (laughs) and helped lead him to the golden plates that's a that's a mormon that's part of the mormon theology there you go I can also to... sing Book of Mormon stories. Oh, you're kidding me! What B- Book of Mormon stories that my wait parents taught to me? <laughs> that my uh, oh, yeah, oh, I think that might all be true. about the Lamanites Lehman, Lehman in ancient history. Something, something. <laughs> Teach us the. What is oh, the last I wish I part? could remember. Uh, uh, righteously. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know more of it uh, than me at this point. Wait, where did you learn it? From my Mormon friends. Oh my God, yeah. that's wild. <laughs> that is such a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, that, is the, that's the, that is probably the uh, most fun song Mormons have come up with. That is, yeah, I don't know a lot of their other songs, but that one's pretty catchy. That's kind of their number one hit. <laughs> um, I was in Charlotte. It was like one of the last places I was, like, visited before the pandemic. What were you doing there? My boyfriend was on tour with Les Mis, and mm-hmm. so I would kind of just go visit him in random U.S. cities that I didn't really have any business being in. <laughs> otherwise so i'm i'm curious what your feeling about charlotte is it was uh not what i expected oh really well charlotte is a big it's it's like a big banking area there's it's like a little bland downtown it's just like yes 
you know, I uh, like Charlotte, but I did not spend a lot of time in Charlotte, even though I grew up right outside of it. My hometown is very small and quaint and uh, you really didn't go to Charlotte a ton. I ended up spending a lot more of my young adult life in Raleigh and Raleigh is oh. a super cool city. Not that Charlotte doesn't have cool parts. It's really like there. You have to go outside of downtown Charlotte. Like mm -hmm. there are pockets that are really interesting and cool. Um, but Raleigh's got like really up and coming. A lot of people are moving there in Raleigh and the Cary area. There's cool restaurants coming there. Right. It's the city uh, that I think North Carolina city wise, that's the, the most interesting one. Um, but North Carolina has a lot of towns, like little towns. Right, right. Yeah, Charlotte uh, was perfectly fine. I had no, no problem, but it was a, a little more sterile than I expected. Yeah, that's kind of that downtown area, which that's where the theater is. So you probably right. spent a lot of time there, right? Yeah, I did. We got a little bit out. I went to a nice thrift store called The Rat's Nest. Okay. Which, fantastic. <laughs> uh, and then uh, one day I went which was a wild experience. I went to the Billy Graham library. Oh, have you that, visited that? I have not. I mean, listen, normally when I see Billy Graham, uh, on a thing, uh, I'm like, I don't think they want my kind <laughs> around, the around there. <laughs> Likewise. And that's why I decided I would just head straight into yeah. it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, um, there's the Billy Graham parkway. He's very big in that area. I the mean, he's, all over he's the dead, place. but his, I believe his son. There's always a son that carries of on, course. carries on the stuff. Yeah, that library. Uh, I mean, both of my my Uber ride to and from was very uncomfortable because mm. uh, there was just a lot of confusing questions. Then yeah. you get there and there's like an animatronic cow. Oh, who I think sings or something. I'm I'm impressed that you like even bought an Uber ride to and from to <laughs> go there. I I mean it was like that. My options that day were like Billy Graham Library or the NASCAR Museum. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, both places that I don't feel fully comfortable or wanted in. Right. <laughs> I can get, I get that. My, my hometown's super cute. I think you would have liked it. Yeah, I feel like I need to see more of North Carolina. I'd like to see both of the Carolinas, actually, outside yeah. of the Charlotte zone. But no complaints. I just, uh, uh, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know? What else has been going on? Oh, I'm back on tour. I'm on tour after a year and a half of sitting in my house. Uh, I, you know, for someone like me, I've been touring for 11 years. So it was a, a weird thing to suddenly be grounded and in my oh, house. Uh, but the, the, the gates opened back up this summer and I've been pretty much going nonstop since. And you got married in the last year, right? I got married last October. We just celebrated um, a year wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we, you know, we had always thought we would get married in 2020 and had, we never were going to do a traditional thing. So we didn't have like all, you know, anything planned or paid for, thank goodness. Um, so we didn't have like, you know, some large venue that suddenly right. we lost a deposit on. Uh, but when the pandemic hit, we were just starting to look at places and we just were like, oh, well, I guess that's not happening. <laughs> um, and then I guess it was like 
late September, um, whenever or early October, when Ruth Gator, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. I think it woke the gays up and we went, Oh <laughs> no. Um, because you know, the election was looming. Everything seemed very dark and scary. And we just were like, what if we can't get married at some point? <sighs> so we were like, let's just do it. What are we waiting for? And that really did, um, sort of kick us into gear and we planned it in like three weeks and just, yeah, that's a, amazing yeah we got we had five friends there and and they all we all got covid tested and zoomed our families i feel like the concentrated version of a wedding is probably way more powerful than your typical wedding well you just you really are there for the thing you're supposed to be there for Mm -hmm. you know it's not uh it's not about all the other stuff because we had a little family gathering a couple of weeks ago and invited a, some friends, uh, sort of a, uh, we still kept it small cause of COVID, but a prolonged reception. And you feel like you barely talk to anybody, you know what I mean? Right. Cause you're just like trying to talk to everybody that you talk to no one, uh, in a weird way. And so on your actual wedding day, that's now that I've done it two different ways, I, the wedding day ended up actually getting to be about us because right, we did it right. we did it that way yeah so i actually highly recommend it i never we never planned to get married like that but i i thought it was pretty awesome yeah i feel like the wedding industry must be horrified that people are realizing that you don't have to have uh like a thousand people at your wedding to have yeah a good time. you don't have to spend a uh the you know what you would spend on a deposit for a home Uh, to have a wedding really you truly don't oh the cost of a wedding is horrifying to me yeah that alone i'm just like i'm not i'm not doing this i think people should use the covid excuse for the next couple years just like (laughs) we're we're not inviting anyone because like covid i'm still using you know covid excuses for a variety of things that it's barely holding up at this point but it's still enough of an excuse in certain situations it flies it can still fly i mean we're definitely not being as social still as we were pre-pandemic um part of that because i'm always on tour but when i'm home um yeah we're just not going out and about like we were right and if somebody comes crawling back from your pre-pandemic life to get dinner or something we're they like, haven't been in contact with you. You can just yeah. say, oh, I'm, I'm not leaving the house. I'm still not leaving the house. I haven't talked to you in two years. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Isn't it, weird? Isn't it weird when you think like a year and a half passed when you didn't see like a lot of most people? It's so overwhelming. I mean, now that we're kind of on the other side of it, I can like think about it. I can let my mind think about it. But when mm-hmm. we were in the middle of it, if I zoomed out on any level to think about how horrifying it all was i just collapsed it was like we've been in this thing for months and we still have months to go it was i think we were all in fight or flight mode because if you if you truly like stop to think about what we were dealing with it was too much it was too much to like really process the horror of what was going on around us you know and it didn't stop it kept going you're like when is this gonna be over I mean, it's still not over. 
And you're like, enough already. Jeez. <laughs> I was just reading that uh, deer might prolong it even further. Apparently deer oh, carry COVID or something. And, Can but we they... just stop with the COVID already? Can it just die away? If COVID. I get COVID from a deer. That would be a bummer. Actually, I would be thrilled. From a deer? In what situation am I going to be so close to a deer that it's able to pass COVID to me? It's got to be a very special moment. Don't go hunting or eat venison. Or just hang out in a glen. A lodge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a forest glen kind of just meeting deer by a pool and contracting COVID. I would be fine with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is a little bit alarming that now apparently we have this threat. I just... I can't deal with it i know anymore. i don't even read the when they're like new update on covid i'm like i don't want to i don't even want to hear it it's I don't, not for me i don't want to know if there's a variant coming i don't want to know if it's <laughs> jumping from species just leave me be covid i've had enough i've had enough <laughs> um look Fortune, I would love to just turn this into a pandemic episode <laughs> and just talk about the joys of covid and all of this but there are uh there's a more difficult thing i'd like to talk about with you and okay um this podcast is called i said no gifts mm -hmm. and you agreed to be on it a few weeks ago and naturally i was overjoyed i love fortune this will be such a fun conversation we'll have a good time yeah we'll probably talk about the pandemic for four to five hours just a couple minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh and then we'll move on with our lives and right so i was a little surprised i was uh passing through your neighborhood last <laughs> night just uh, happened my, happened to be right nightly drives just yeah. kind of wandering through the los angeles area and <laughs> i stopped by your house and thought i'll just check in on fortune yeah i found you at the gate you found me at the gate it was all so nice uh up until you handing me an object. I did. I felt like I needed to give you this. <laughs> and you gave it to me and you said that you essentially said this is a gift for you. There was no real mystery. No, I was like, I this is a gift. But I said, don't think that I'm cheap. <laughs> yes, you did. You because said <laughs> it's a part of a bigger thing. You have a you have a piece of a thing. <laughs> um, it was in some sort of Tupperware <laughs> container and I, I swore to you in that moment I won't look at it until the podcast I'd like right. to get in a fight with you about it once we get into it, I, it it's in a Ziploc uh, disposable what do you call that container Container. Uh, you know but one you, of these little tubs but guess what you can keep that too oh I'm gonna keep it keep it I'm use gonna, it use this to store some sort of you're gonna wanna sauce. store old sauce in it <laughs> <laughs> um okay so it i it's now in because in order to not see to maintain the surprise for myself yeah it's now kind of in a it's in a star, star wars, wars bag. bag um i assume you want me to open it here on the show oh i would what if i was like no <laughs> open it later when it's just you by yourself <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that episode. I'm waiting for. We were like, "Oh no, no, no! That's just for you. No, no, no! Don't, no! I, I get embarrassed when people open their gifts in front of me. I don't know how I feel about this." 
Oh, all right, fine. Just this one time. I can open it here on the show. Okay. And 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 there's a and obviously there's a story behind it. It's not. It's more than what meets the eye. Let me preface okay. it. I'm very excited. Okay, so I'm now seeing the Ziploc thing. I'm going to open it up and see this for the first yep, time. Yep, yep. Oh. Oh. That smells incredible. It what? not only smells incredible, it tastes incredible. Is this a cake? It is a piece of a cake. <laughs> it. I mean, it could also be like a nice sweet bread or something. Yeah, it is a cake. It is a... What type of cake? It is a coconut cake. It's a. It's like a bunt cake. But it's there's like a thing in the side that's got some sort of magical thing in it with some sort of not a chocolate chip, it's some sort of I can't even explain it. Um, but there's it's more than just a cake. How is it more than a cake? So this cake is very infamous uh because Tom Cruise is known for every Christmas, he has a list of like a hundred people. And there's a bakery in Woodland Hills that makes these cakes. He's been doing it for like 20 years. And he sends a hundred of special people, people he's worked with or whatnot. He sends them one of these cakes. It's infamous. It's called the Tom Cruise cake. What? And I found out about it like two years, like right before the pandemic. And I, uh, oh my God, it's like one of my friends got one because he works at um, James Corden show and they did a sketch with Tom and he posted oh, okay, this sure. cake. I was like, oh my God, what is this cake? <laughs> Everyone's talking about how unbelievable this cake is. So it was like my mission in life. I was like, I got to get one of these cakes, <laughs> but I want it to be from Tom Cruise. I don't want it. I really want it. I really want it to be from T Cruz himself. And so I talked about it a lot, like on our radio show and in different places. I even did a vision board. It was for <laughs> 2020. I put the Tom Cruise cake on it and um, it's an expensive cake. It's not a cheap cake. Can um, I ask how much they charge for this cake? It's like a hundred dollar cake. Ooh, that's an expensive cake. I mean, right? That's that's like yes. for a bun cake. That's like an expensive cake. But it, um, I was like, oh my god, this cake must be good if he's like for twenty years or however long has been sending this cake. And so I went on the Kelly Clarkson show, and they had the bakers from their make the cake so i got to finally eat the cake and it wasn't obviously from tom cruise but kelly clarkson's a pretty good you know second um uh, second best and uh the cake was amazing it's so good totally worth it and so i went to film my radio show and i was gonna stop and get you a present but i wanted it to be something that did have some sort of story for me but I was like, I've been on the road and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to get Bridger? I don't like, what am I going to give him? <laughs> and then I went to film uh, radio and it was my co-host Tom Papa's birthday and our mutual friend Joel Bolter bought God him. Bless. He bought him the Tom Cruise cake. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> and so as I was leaving, I told him that I was doing your podcast and he goes, Bridger loves food. <laughs> 
And I go, oh my God, I gotta give him, this is the present. I gotta give him a piece of this Tom Cruise cake. Wow, this is, inc- well, I, see, this is actually part no of the hand, No we, hands touched it, by the way. I know it's COVID times. Care. So no, there were Fortune. no, there are no germs on it. This could be covered in dirt and I would be fine to eat it. My problem, I, I don't have a fork handy. Ah, I did not put that I'm in I'm trying the... to decide, should I take a bite of it using my hands or should I run and get a fork? Um, Honestly, it's whatever. You, I won't judge you if you use your hands, but it's whatever you're comfortable with. I feel I, I'll be right back because I want to get a nice, normal bite of You got to get all the things in it. The icing. And a lot of people don't like coconut. But everyone, everyone I know who doesn't like coconut really loves this cake. This must be incredible. I'll be truly right back. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's got a fork and he's about to eat the cake. <laughs> I have a fork and a napkin. Oh. You could, if you don't want to watch me take a bite, I don't want to subject you to watch. Listen, I had me. some yesterday and I brought myself a piece. That I ate at breakfast, so... And I made sure I got you a really big piece. It's enormous. So this is I a was, very generous piece of cake. I, well, because I wasn't giving you the whole cake, because technically I couldn't take Tom's birthday cake from him. I tried. <laughs> I was like, I at least have to give you a big piece. I mean, if this cake is $100, this is probably a $15 oh, slice of cake. Oh, come on, baby. <laughs> That's a nice, <laughs> nice expensive slice right there. What do you think? Oh, the eyes have lit up. What do you that think? That is unbelievable. Right? This it's is so, a Tom Cruise cake. It's a Tom Cruise cake. That he is. He doesn't send no crap cakes. <laughs> and so I, one of these days I'm going to get the cake from Tom. I do feel like it tastes better if he sends it. Of course. I mean, but it's, it? it's really good as is. I feel like basically, I mean, you talking about it and putting it out in the world and in every <laughs> format you can, you're slowly, you're just building the path towards the cake. I feel like you're, yeah. I don't know, a year out from I'm close. having a Tom Cruise cake. I mean, at least the vision board did send the, because, I, I, you know, with vision boards, you have to be very specific. Mm-hmm. I said I wanted the Tom Cruise cake. I technically got the Tom Cruise cake. I was given it. I didn't say on the vision board that he himself had to send it. Right. So the next, you need to revise the vision board <laughs> with a photo. You've got to do some photo doctoring. Yeah. With Tom Cruise handing handing the cake, the cake to, to me to you. But as a cake lover, my as I, I have a really big sweet tooth, and as a lover of cake, I will say that this cake it was the even though it was not from him. Highly worth it. It's an amazing cake. It's so good. Do you bake cakes or are you a cake purchaser? I'm a purchaser. I'm not a good maker of food in any form, <laughs> but I eat it. I'll eat a lot of it. Um, and I'm not normally a bunt cake kind of gal, but this, they like, I don't know what's in the top. Like right. there's, there's, there's an icing. Curve. There's like a curve and there's something in it. I don't know what it is, and it's got, like, it's not a chocolate chip. It's, like, some sort of chip. Like, I don't know if it's a But it's not, like, a white chocolate either. Yeah, so it's, the whole cake is a mystery, but whatever (laughs) they do, it's so good. Is this now your favorite cake, or do you have a favorite cake? 
I mean, I would say quality wise, that's probably one of my favorites because it's so unique. Um, but I, I, I enjoy a nice like red velvet cake. That's my, my Southern roots right there. Mm -hmm. Did you ever watch, um, what is the steel magnolias? Oh, of course. The the groom's cake was a red velvet armadillo cake. Uh-huh. But back then, red velvet was not anywhere but the South. Like, people, it was it had not hit California yet. So people were like, what is red velvet armadillo cake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, red velvet really did not go nationwide probably till 2007. Yeah, it was like I uh, moved to L.A. and I think 2004... And maybe a year or two later, they the they start popping up in the form of mm-hmm. cupcakes, and, and people are acting like, "What is what is this <laughs> delicious cake?" I mean, it's kind of it's basically like chocolate cake, right? It's just a red. It's just red. <laughs> it's just a red chocolate cake. Yeah. Yeah. Red velvet for me <laughs> is a confusing sensory experience mm-hmm. because it is cocoa. But the red, my brain doesn't know what's happening. Right. So. Yeah, I need my chocolate cake to look like chocolate. (laughs) I don't want to look like a bloody armadillo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you, is cake your favorite sweet or do you have a, mine is cookies, full disclosure. Yeah. But are you a cake first person? Everyone assumes I'm an ice cream first person because I do uh, silly ice cream dances. Mm-hmm. And I do I do really like ice cream, but yeah, cake is my number one sweet. I love an ice cream, but it is not a year-round. You know, it's a very... The conditions have to be just right. Yeah, people send, people send me ice cream, which is really lovely. But I rarely am like... In my house going, I got to sit down with a bowl of ice cream. Mm-hmm. I think ice cream is the most fun when you're like, you're on a stroll with a friend and you like see an ice cream place and it's a warm day and you're like, let's get ice cream. It's kind of like more of a surprise treat. A hundred percent. I need my ice cream in a cone served preferably by a, like a friendly teenager. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to those non-friendly teenagers. <laughs> or for sure. a senior citizen or something. Yeah. No, I'm completely on board with that situation. Cake for me, a cake has to be excellent. I mm-hmm. cake's not my first because there are so many bad cakes. There's a and lot I feel of like yeah, dry or cakes. mediocre, right? Mm-hmm. And if you get saddled with a slice of that, then it's like a a job. Yeah, you're yeah, and you don't want to. I, I used to la- I laugh when skinny people said this, but they would. Uh, I used to work with people that would take a bite of some something sweet and if it wasn't good they would throw it away and uh-huh. say not worth the calories oh boy and so that always <laughs> made me laugh and so once i you know i of course need to think about the calories and i don't but um i was i did it once where i wasn't even thinking that it was in the writer's room at chelsea them saying that rubbed off on me and i took a bite of something and i go oh not worth the calories and they go what <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ew, you guys are rubbing off on me. (laughs) This is a terrible sign. (laughs) Oh, I, I, yeah, no one should ever say that. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're every, everything you are eating, you're also saying this is worth the calories. This is worth it. Extremely annoying. (laughs) Oh, I'm so thrilled to have this cake. I, uh, little piece of personal news. All of my treats in my house are 
uh, out. I ran out yesterday. Oh no! Uh, all of my biscotti is gone. All of my cookies are gone. I like a nice biscotti too. I uh, my mom makes biscotti and will send really? it to me. Excellent biscotti. Oh, I bet. I don't know if I've had anything but you know at the store biscotti. Well, the store biscotti is so hard, so mm-hmm. I think it gets a little bit of a bad rap. But right. If you have like somebody, someone make biscotti for you, it's phenomenal. I bet, and it wow. ships well. Well, there Just you go. Just a little tip for everyone. Well, I'm glad you have a little sweet treat, and um, you know, I I thought if anything, these cakes are hard to come by, and so I like to I like to share those cakes, you know, in the, in the rare times that I get one, I thought, oh my God, I can actually share this cake with somebody else. It's going to be Bridger. You're essentially my Tom Cruise. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> next I'm going to be sliding down the hallway in my underwear and a white <laughs> shirt. <laughs> oh, I wonder what poor assistant is doing all of that cake purchasing and delivering. It's probably a, whole army of people a whole army of people and it's not like i've followed his career it's not like i go well i'm not i don't think i've ever seen a mission impossible movie oh don't say this you're not gonna get the tom cruise (laughs) oh no no, wait he's a dedicated listener oh no i'm it's in my queue i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna watch them all um i'm just more like intrigued by the the who's on the list and who's not on the list Mm -hmm. and like how long do you stay on the list? Like if you did a movie with him, you get it like that Christmas and maybe one more, but then are you like off the list? I'm more like just kind of obsessed with the list (laughs) of who gets the cake, why they get the cake and why they don't. And if you get only the one, are you like, Oh my God, Tom hates me now. Right. I'm off the list. So I think I think part of it is also the intrigue of the recipients. Yeah, I, I love the idea of Tom sitting down with like a boardroom of people at the beginning of each year and saying, who's getting a cake this year? Yeah. Like, we need ideas for who's going to get my cake. Who's going to get my cake? Who did I work with? And do, and, and do they like, once they reach a certain number, are they like, that's enough, too many cakes? Like, we can't, <laughs> right. like five people have to go. Um <laughs> And I love that it's from a tiny bakery in Woodland Hills. Right. I wonder how he found it. Uh, I think Joe told me that he was uh, Katie when he was with Katie Holmes. Or no, maybe it goes back even further. Nicole Kidman. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know how long. Maybe the cake is only 10 years. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Whoever he was with was filming a movie with Diane Keaton. Okay. And Diane Keaton was like on a mission to find... Uh, the, the, whoever Tom was with had a huge sweet tooth and was like, I love cake. Diane Keaton loved cake. And the two women were like doing a, uh, comparison of like who can find the best cake. And (laughs) Diane Keaton found this cake. This does feel like a Diane Keaton cake. Yeah. I bet she has one of these like in a, on a cake stand at all times in her house. Probably. So I believe, and this is Joe said this. So if it's wrong, d- don't, Joe Bolt. don't come after me with your <laughs> tweets about the origin of this and say that I'm spreading false Diane Keaton rumors. Um, <laughs> I've just was told that she was the one who found this cake. I, I bet Diane would welcome that rumor. 
Yeah. Her house was featured in some architect architectural design magazine. Right. Yeah. And it it is totally the kind of house that would have this cake sitting on the right. I can picture I mean it's what the Nancy Myers type situation. Oh, I'm so thrilled. Wait, so you've only you've have you seen any Tom Cruise movies? Yeah, back in the day, you know, it's (laughs) I'm just not I'm not like uh, I don't watch like a lot of the Marvel movies. I don't right. watch the like action things. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a rom com gal or a comedy <laughs> gal. Um, but so I liked his days of like you know, um, gosh, you know, Days of Thunder and right. far far and away good rom- <laughs> good romantic comedy. <laughs> Jerry Maguire, funny comedy. You know that those kind of movies. He has been in a few like kind of lighter movies mm-hmm. and he does a great job. He's always so charming. Yeah, he's just like the action guy now. Right. I mean, he he kind of just has a death wish. Right. With the these stunts and trying to prove this sort of thing. There is a video of him doing his own stunt where he jumps from one building to the next and it he breaks his ankle and you see the whole thing happen. I saw this. I had completely But he lifted him he it. lifted himself back like he broke it you see it break and he still lifts himself up like anyway i'm not let me just preface by saying i'm not like his super fan <laughs> he's fine like, no, he's, no no like no 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 <laughs> i need you to just own up to he's a cool guy I'm, i guess <laughs> i don't really even know him i like his old <laughs> movies so I'm not a super fan. I'm just obsessed with this cake. You just know that he's good at giving away cakes. Yeah. And also you're obsessed with his career and you know all Tom Cruise trivia. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm sorry. When you come on and record a podcast, uh, truths are revealed. Truths and- are revealed. I was just like, so you need to try this cake because it's infamous. You, I mean, just absolutely nail. I mean, what a godsend this is. I mean, I would like to maybe put Tom Cruise giving me this, me this cake on a vision board as well. Then maybe yeah. it's kind of a competition between you and I. Yeah, you might end up getting get it first. It, you might get it first because I've revealed I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> so I Tom, might have, I've seen them all. I might have taken myself off the list. <laughs> well, I think I would like to just make you know, maybe a verbal agreement with you right now. Mm-hmm. Whoever, whichever one of us gets the cake from Tom Cruise first. Yeah. will give the other a bite of that cake. That Our, specific version of this that's cake. That's nice. Yeah. I can, I, I like that. I, uh. Or we'll, okay. I, I wasn't sure which way you were going. If we would give the, each other a bite or taunt each other and be like, <laughs> ha ha, suck it. I got it. First. I'll drive by your house with the cake strapped to the top of my car. Yeah, and you'll uh, like, kind of blasting my horn. Mm-hmm. Uh, circle the block a few times. Just a big old taunt. Look Birds who got the cake! Flying down and pecking at this cake that you wanted so badly. And mean, meanwhile, I'm cutting out pictures from my vision board, <laughs> taping it all Yours together like a like a serial killer. <laughs> and uh, and you get the cake. That's <laughs> life works like that sometimes. Life can surprise you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it's time to play a game. All right, let's do it. Uh, we're gonna play a game called Gift or a Curse. Oh, okay. I need a number between one and ten. Eight. 
Okay, I have to do some light calculating to get our game pieces, the things we're going to work with today. Okay. In the meantime, you can recommend something, you can promote something, you can truly do whatever you want. You have the mic, I'll be right back. I mean, I guess while I'm here, um, I am on tour. I have a brand new hour of stand-up after my Netflix special, Sweet and Salty, premiered um, in 2020. It's on that site. It's on Netflix. If you want to see a Netflix special, check that out. Uh, I put this tour up. Uh, It was supposed to start in March of 2020. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, So a year and a half later, here I am on tour, and I'm coming to cities all over the country so if you like stand-up comedy, if you like to laugh, if you like to feel positive, silly things in your belly, come to one of my stand-up shows. You can go to fortunefemster.com for tickets. Beautifully done. Thank you. I wasn't, I wasn't sure how much time you needed. I match so. up almost perfectly with my calculator. All right. It, it was meant to be. Okay, this is how the game works. I'm going to name three things, mm-hmm. and you're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. Uh, and you just have to be extremely careful because there are correct answers. Oh, so there's a chance okay. that you get zero, and then it's, I mean, it just adds to the sadness of not getting the cake from Tom Cruise, and right. your life just bad thing after bad thing happens, tragedy okay. follows you. Okay, with all that in mind, the first one up is a listener suggestion from mm-hmm. someone named Hannah. Hannah has written in a uh, gift or a curse funky toilets and when she wrote this in she said a fo- she uh, included a photo of a toilet in the shape of a high heel shoe oh so i have to decide if that's a gift or a curse yes and tell me why a high heel shoe well and it doesn't have to necessarily be a high heel shoe i think she basically meant like to- a uh, toilet that are in a weird novelty shape novelty shape I mean, I could see why you would say high heel, because if you sat up top, you definitely want it to get the the flow to go down. You know what I mean? <laughs> as long as there's a, a, a base, <laughs> a basin that they can go into at the bottom. That works for me. Uh, so that to me sounds like a, a gift. Uh, like toilets are boring. Why not? Why not zhuzh it up a little bit? <laughs> fortune excellent of course i i've never used a funky toilet i've never had a novelty toilet i've never even seen one in real life Mm -hmm. but just from this this photo alone that she sent this beautiful high heel shoe toilet yeah toilets are all the same shape occasionally they're a different color but why not let's get it let's just get in there and make them strange shapes make them funky you could make them I, there are a million things you could have a toilet the shape of a horse mm-hmm. a giant tooth i mean <laughs> giant the tooth. possibilities are truly endless <laughs> you could have um it would be fun if there was a toilet in the shape of a hand like <laughs> like f- laying flat and so you sat on the hand i don't know <laughs> that's excellent then you're, uh, yeah, i mean that's the palm of your hand. If that hasn't happened already, the toilet industry should be shut down. Yeah. So then they're like, are you sitting on a hand? I mean, that's my toilet. Uh, maybe a toilet the shape of a tornado, like a little tornado yeah. you're sitting on top of. I like that. Or I mean the- or like, uh, or um, you know, those little uh, in the mall, they have like little um, electric I don't know, like dinosaurs, like you ride oh, right, them, right. like a little tiny, uh, looks like one of those 
And I think it should move. I think it should be kind of a um, oh, no. like a mechanical bowl situation. Oh no, that could get messy. <laughs> okay, well you're uh, off to such a good start. I'm very proud of you already. Thank you. Okay, next up, this is uh, gift or a curse. Clapping along to music. Oh gosh, this is tough because it really depends on the clapper. If you if you have no rhythm, if you're not really aware of beats, you could really mess up a song with your claps. And you you know, you could throw the whole vibe of a song off with your just wrong claps. So I'm gonna say it's a curse. We don't need let they let them sing, let them do their thing. We don't need you to insert your terrible rhythm into it. <laughs> Fortune. Oh, no. Oh, look, I understand where you're coming from here. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just first of all say flat out, objectively, clapping along to music is a gift. Okay. I see gotcha. where you're coming from here. Uh, and I guess I think it's delightful. I, but I'm only speaking for myself, clapping along. I'm in the car. I'm clapping oh, along. Oh, you like to literally music. clap? Like, I'm having a, a, the time of my life. I've never clapped to music before. You haven't? Like if I was in a, a church situation, maybe. Like I love oh, to clap Jesus, along. Yeah, we are singing some Jesus songs. Amen, <laughs> Jesus. That makes sense. But like, um, like what would even like it's Britney, bitch. You know, what I, I don't know. <laughs> I would love for Britney Spears to start really leaning heavily on hand claps in her yeah. music. I mean, certain songs you're like, yeah, that there's some clapping involved, but few songs do I know that there's that they're like, now you guys clap. (laughs) It's the it's the thing that maybe it's because the fact that I can't really sing along because I'm terrible. I'm a terrible singer. Also, okay, you know, it's like a little entryway for the non singer to participate in the song. That's true. That's true. So we have to like really. Dig into to the situation someone's in right. as to whether or not they're clapping. Right. A little. <laughs> yeah. See, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I welcome it in any situation. Yeah. You're, you're deadly wrong. <laughs> and everyone hates to hear it, but that's you're fine. Deadly wrong. Um, okay. Final one. This is from a listener named Jesse who has suggested gift or a curse. Mashed potatoes with chunks of potato skin mixed in. Mm. So it's kind of a less traditional mashed potato. Some people really like that. You know, they want the skin. It gives it a little texture. I'm Southern. We didn't have no skin in our taters. (laughs) So I'm going to need you to, uh, I'm going to need you to take the extra steps to skin your potatoes because I think it's only in there because you're being lazy. You don't want to skin them. You don't want to, you don't want to take the necessary steps to have a clean, perfect potato to then mash. So that's on you. So don't act like it's supposed to be there. It's not. So you're saying, uh, it's a curse. So you're a curse. It's a curse. <laughs> Fortune, you got one out of three. Let's just, what? I oh. love a mashed potato with the, I, when was no. the last time I had this? What do you have against a little rustic charm? It's, it's got a texture. It's got dirt in it. 
<laughs> the skin has dirt in it. The skin does not have dirt in it. When I you mean, t- when you bite down and you taste that little sandy crunch, that's <laughs> dirt. <laughs> I don't know who's been making your mashed potatoes with the skin mixed in, but it sounds like a very lazy person who did skip even the washing aspect. Yeah. Well, uh, look, I'm not. I, I'm a pure. I'm a purist. <laughs> I need. I need. I need my taters. No skin. No skin on my meat. Or taters. I'm ashamed to be on a Zoom with somebody with <laughs> such a simplistic view of mashed potatoes. Oh, no. I, I can't handle it. We have to ask the listeners now to write in and tell <laughs> us their preference of skin well, or no skin. The listener actually will be involved. This will be on the Instagram with a poll. Okay, You're good. Going, we're going to find out the truth. Well, I mean, we're not going to find What am I talking about? I have stated the truth. Well, we'll find out what people the think. The truth is left to interpretation. No, 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 no. The no. truth is in the eye of the mouth holder. <laughs> oh, Fortune, to see you desperately claw at some sort of success here is breaking my heart. Well, uh, I tried. I tried. You but tried. I, know, I know there are listeners right now that are on my side, and that's what will help me sleep at night. <laughs> You came out really strong with the toilet thing and you got cocky and I got uh, cocky. I thought for sure that one thing would be a curse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, it's time for the final segment of the podcast. This is called I Said No Emails. People write in to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. So many people have so many problems Hmm. and they're usually gift related or social situations that these people simply can't figure out how to do on their own so they turn to me and you the guest oh that's nice would you help me with uh help me answer a question here i mean i too said no emails but fine (laughs) let's do Uh, it let's give this a shot let's see here's one okay this says hello bridger and guest i am planning my holiday gifts early this year and need your input on if it's acceptable to give a few months of therapy Oh, my friend had a rough COVID and used alcohol a bit too often to cope, which mm. strained some of his relationships. He's been trying to get his shit together for some time and could probably use professional help. Is this a thoughtful gift or an insulting gift? Yours sincerely, Nicole. Interesting. This is a very complicated situation. It is com- that is complicated indeed. Nicole, uh, l- look, therapy... Of course I support it in almost every situation. Giving therapy to someone is a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. Look, does the friend need therapy? Probably. I think that's clear from the four lines of this email. I've got a good look at this person's life and what's going to solve their problems. Um. I'm going to say, and now that I've said all that, I'm going to say definitely give him therapy. <laughs> oh my, wow. I think... Uh, I didn't see that coming. Do some light research. Uh, you know, just poke around on the internet. Find a therapist that you like the photo of. hmm And uh, then send them the few hundred dollars for however many sessions. <laughs> and then oh, make sure you're present when the friend opens the gift. Now, Fortune, how are you feeling about this? Well, I think it only can work if you've had a conversation with that friend and the friend has said, I really, I think I should go to therapy. I think 
I just, I, I don't know where to go or how do I even get started? There has to have been some sort of communication on their end that -hmm. this is what they want. You can't like, I know we all do it all the time. Like you're like, that person needs to talk to somebody or this person, (laughs) that person has some big problems. They might not realize that they have those problems and need to talk to someone. So if you're like, Hey, I thought you could use some therapy. It can be (laughs) insulting if they've not said that themselves. So you're saying my idea for, you know, plan a big fun birthday party. Everyone bring gifts and gather around the friend while he opens my gift of therapy may not be the route to go. That might not be the route. Yeah, that could be um, an awkward uh, gift reveal where all of a sudden they're like, here's a, a, you know, $200 worth of better help. (laughs) (laughs) You never know though. And as he's got like a a Jack Daniels bottle, like what? (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) Uh, Well, Nicole, you have two, you know, opposing views on this matter. Um, Fortune's made. One of us is right. Uh, We are just, you know, truly two minutes out from fortune failing spectacularly on the game oh no so it's hard to it's hard to believe anything this person is saying at this point you know everything she says could be built on a lie could be or genius or genius Mm. the same could be said for me but i feel like i'm probably the person you want to listen to Mm. uh but that's truly up to you and uh i hope that you come to some, you know, some gift. The friend needs a gift yeah. of some sort. Mm-hmm. We've talked about cake and therapy as two potential gifts on this podcast. So there, those are some options. Yeah. They can either eat their feelings or talk about their feelings. Right. Maybe stop drinking the feelings. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you wrote in, Nicole, because you were, you were able to get excellent advice. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Fortune. <laughs> This cake is outstanding. What a beautiful gift. And what a wonderful revelation about Tom Cruise, the cake master. You know, I hope somebody learned something today about Tom Cruise, cake, and blimps. (laughs) That's all I care about. I'm just impressed that you created a podcast that where you get gifts every week. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm most jealous of that. Uh, not, you know, with the amount of items stacking up in my home, not all, maybe not, uh, and something I would advise someone to do. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, you know, occasionally I get a nice piece of cake that I just get to eat and then it's yeah. gone and I don't have to, and I've also got this beautiful Ziploc container, which you will not be getting back. There you go. That's part of the gift. I mean, I, listen, I don't want you to be a hoarder. I don't want to contribute to your hoarder. <laughs> Quarter ways if that's what this podcast is leading to. So <laughs> it kind I'm, of gl- is. I'm glad that I could give you something that that will eventually go away. I appreciate it. And truly, we need to get the word out to Tom Cruise. If mm-hmm. you know someone who knows Tom Cruise, <laughs> if you know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. if you're deep in Scientology, oh, you know, <laughs> and you're listening here within the sound of my voice let's get the word out fortune deserves a cake from tom cruise there you go it's We've a delicious the word i i and and what a better time uh to get one than 
there's no better time than the holidays. Christmas right. is around Tom. the corner. Tom. And I, 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 I like, a, <laughs> like a cake, Tom. Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> Get down here with that cake immediately. <laughs> Fortunate. Thank you so much. I've had a delightful time. Bridger, it was lovely talking to you. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. And uh, listener, I, I feel like you're probably uh, not going to be getting this cake from Tom Cruise. And I apologize, but start making a vision board for yourself. Or did we actually, Fortune, by the way, did you ever name the bakery? D- I believe it's pronounced Domes. Domes? T O A N apostrophe S. Dones, kind of yeah. like a, the D version of Joan. Yep, exactly. That's Dones. that's how you. Yep, I just looked it up. So no okay, E, everyone. no E in there. There's zero E D O A N apostrophe S Dones. They even have them on Gold Belly now. That's how popular this oh cake is. God, gotten. this is a famous cake. It's a fa- I'm telling you, it's the famous cake. I'm it, actually kind of. Oh, uh, it's a uh, uh, white chocolate. It says white chocolate coconut butt cake so those so little chips white are chocolate. white chocolate yeah they're phenomenal mm-hmm. everybody's got to get this cake it says this bakery is family owned for a quarter of a century 25 years right so since that's a quarter of a century <laughs> wow i guess they probably opened in 96 and then tom was giving you know jerry Maguire cakes to mm-hmm. the cast of jerry Maguire. here comes Dones. Yeah. This claims the cake's $50, but maybe that's if you buy it in person. Maybe it costs oh, more to ship. Right. That makes sense. I don't that know. Makes sense. The cake is anywhere between $50 and $1,000. <laughs> I can assure you, you will not be paying more than $1,000 for this cake. But I love that it is officially now called the Tom Cruise cake. Oh, it is officially called the Tom Cruise cake? Yeah, that's what they wow. call it, the Tom Cruise cake. Everybody go get a cake. It's fantastic. I can't say enough about it. You've got all of the information, which I waited till the very last second to get for you. But you gotta, you kind of have to string the listener along. You've got to have something to wait for. Listener, move on with your life. Take that information. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. Well, I invited you here. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home. 